Hi everyone, I'm Monica Reinagel, and you're listening to the 300th episode of the Nutrition Diva podcast. I recently asked my Facebook community for suggestions on how I might mark this anniversary, and Jim, a longtime listener, wrote, I'd be interested to learn where you feel the weight of the evidence has shifted the most, and if your own diet has changed as a consequence. Well, Jim's right, of course. Over the past six years that I've been doing the podcast, new research has challenged a lot of the conventional wisdom in my field. A growing number of researchers, for example, are now questioning whether saturated fat or cholesterol are really bad for your heart. And new data continues to undermine longstanding recommendations to avoid salt. And now it turns out that breakfast may not actually be the most important meal of the day. A lot of this new research actually confirmed positions I'd previously taken. And then, of course, we'd also seen plenty of dieting fads and trends come and go, with or without scientific support. It's certainly given me lots to talk about every week. I don't think we need to overhaul our diets in response to every new headline or best-selling book. Nonetheless, my diet has definitely evolved over the last six years, in part because of things I've learned along the way. And now, back to Jim's question. How has my diet changed since episode number one? Well, for one thing, I eat a lot fewer grain-based foods than I did six years ago. Now, don't get me wrong, I still love bread, pasta, cereal, and crackers, and I still eat them. I don't believe that grains, modern or otherwise, are killing our brains, or causing the obesity epidemic, or sucking all the nutrients out of our food. On the other hand, I do think that grains are hugely overemphasized in our current dietary guidelines. They're not all that nutritious, and they are awfully easy to overeat. They contribute a lot of extra calories, and they push other more nutritious foods off the plate. So despite everything they taught me in nutrition school, I have come to see even whole grains as optional and best consumed in moderation. Although it does take some willpower, I have found personally that reducing the amount of grains and grain-based foods I eat improves the nutritional quality of my diet, and it also makes it easier for me to maintain a healthy weight. I also eat a lot less meat, poultry, and fish. Six years ago, I ate meat probably three or four times a week, and today it's one to two times a month at most. This is not really about nutrition, though. From a purely biological perspective, I think the ideal diet for humans includes some animal protein, but I've become increasingly uncomfortable with what it takes to raise and harvest the amount of cheap fish, beef, and poultry we've become accustomed to. The amount of resources it consumes and the harm to the environment and other species just don't seem justifiable or sustainable to me. And while I don't have an ethical issue with eating an animal, I do have an ethical issue with raising livestock under inhumane conditions. Although my motivations are not primarily nutritional, I do have to say that eating less meat has had a beneficial effect on my diet. I eat a lot more vegetables and legumes because I don't eat as much meat. I mean, you have to eat something. And I've also found that the vegetarian entrees at restaurants often seem a little healthier than the meat-based ones. Here's another thing that's changed. I no longer use canola oil. Unlike my intake of grains and meat, which has decreased gradually over the years, I basically stopped using canola oil the day I wrote episode number 124, which talks about what happens to oils when you heat them. And as I learned while researching that episode, polyunsaturated fats, 
Even those with really high smoke points can create harmful compounds when you heat them. Up until then, as you might remember, I was a canola fan. As I wrote in episode number 50, canola is high in monounsaturated fats, the healthiest kinds of fat, and it's a better choice than olive oil when you want a neutral flavor. Now, although canola is much higher in monounsaturated fats than most vegetable oils, it's still almost 30% polyunsaturated. And when I realized that, I stopped using it. Now, I want to be clear, some changes are worth making because the stakes are really high, and others are worth making because they're just not that difficult. And this change definitely belongs in the latter category. I don't think that continuing to cook with canola oil would have killed me or you, but replacing canola with butter, coconut, or olive oil was just a really easy change and completely eliminated that concern. And here's one last way in which my diet has changed since doing the Nutrition Diva podcast. I eat a lot less junk food than I used to. Now, this isn't because I changed my mind about junk food. I knew six years ago that chips, pretzels, cookies, and ice cream weren't nutritious. What changed was my behavior. I stopped bringing these foods into my house. I used to always have a carton of ice cream in the freezer, a bag of pretzels on top of the fridge, and a box of cookies in the cupboard. And as soon as we finished one, I'd put it on the grocery list to replace it. You know, just in case company stops by. Who was I kidding? If they were in the house, they got opened. And once they were open, they got eaten. It was as simple as that. And if I told you they were always consumed in moderation, I'd be a liar. So I finally decided to take the advice I'd been handing out for years. I stopped putting these things in my grocery cart. I stocked up on more nutritious snacks like raw veggies, hummus, and popcorn. I replaced the cookies and ice cream with dark chocolate, which, unlike ice cream, I can actually consume in moderation. This was simply a behavioral shift, not a conceptual one, but it nonetheless had a profound impact on my diet. If you've heard this advice before but never actually put it into action, I would encourage you to give it a try. Exercise your willpower once a week at the grocery store, and you won't have to stare down that bag of chips every night at 9 p.m. And now it's your turn. Whether you've been listening since episode number one or you've joined the gang more recently, I'd love to know how has your diet changed? either because of something you heard here or elsewhere. What one change could you make today that would have the biggest impact on your nutrition going forward? Share your thoughts on our website, which is at nutritiondiva.quickanddirtytips.com or on the Nutrition Diva Facebook page. Tune in next week for episode number 301. And if you have an idea for what that episode should be about, shoot me an email to nutrition at quickanddirtytips. Have a great week and eat something good for me. Dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market. Check out their summer splash event with sales on fresh organic produce, organic strawberries, and a fan favorite sale on Ben & Jerry's and Talenti. Explore deals on grill-friendly meats like organic air-chilled chicken breast, beef, and chicken kebabs, all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department. Plus, grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks. Kick off your summer and shop in store or online at Whole Foods Market today.